0: ted audio collective this is ted health i'm your host dr shoshana ungerleiter killer snails gila monsters poisonous platypuses no i'm not talking about villains in the latest superhero movie these are just a few of the usual creatures venom scientist mandy hallford studies In her TED 2020 talk, she shares how venom has the potential to both kill and cure. She explains how we could use it to treat human diseases, even certain cancers, and shares why it's vital we protect the animals that produce it. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematicinvesting.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive home and auto policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will
2: vary. Support for this podcast comes from The Wonderful Company. If that name doesn't sound familiar to you, you probably know the pistachios that come from this company. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Get snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts.
3: How does a sea snail catch a fish? I mean, it's a snail, so it's slow, and the fish is not. But yet, this happens. Hidden under the sand is a cone snail, and that orange thing you see is kind of like a tongue. We call it a proboscis. It uses that to track and subdue this unsuspecting fish. In this predator-prey interaction, these are clearly not your garden variety escargot. These are assassins of the sea, and their weapon of choice is venom. Venom. Like the venom you find in venomous snakes and scorpions, these sea snails, they use their venom to subdue fish, worms, and other snails. And the venom of these snails, it's not just one thing. It's actually uh, a cocktail of toxic molecules that are packaged and delivered through a false tooth called a radula. You can think of the radulas as hypodermic needles. Now, no need to worry. These snails are practicing good needle habits because each radula is only used once. Now, from your own knowledge about venomous organisms and the keep you up at night fish killing video that I just showed you, you might think that venom is dangerous and all bad. Well, yes and no. A more accurate way of thinking of venom is to think of it as both a supervillain and a superhero. In my lab, we study the evolution of venom in these sea snails as a force for good. Sounds like a stretch or maybe even snake oil. But actually, while there's snakes involved, the product is legit. One reason the Venom product is so successful is that it transforms a physical warfare into a biochemical one. Where usually the predator-prey interaction is one of brute force, Venom takes it to a molecular scale. And it's not size that matters, but the mixture of your Venom arsenal. The chemistry of the toxins in your arsenal is what's going to enable David to conquer Goliath. And in our scenario... David is clearly the snail. Another feature of venom that makes it so successful is that the toxins work with the precision of a Swiss army knife. And so these toxins, they come for strongholds that help an organism to function. So they target blood, brain, and membranes. Whether it's snail venom or snake venom, they each have components that can do things like cause your blood to clot, what we call hemotoxic, or... They cause neurons in your brains to not function normally, what we call neurotoxic. Or they have toxins that will poke holes into the membranes of your cells, causing them to rupture and basically explode, what we call cytotoxic. Cellular explosion, people. Now, if that is not all powerful and all present, nothing is. Now, a little about me and why I'm so obsessed with venom. I grew up in New York City with forced access to the Natural History Museum. I say forced access because I'm one of five kids and my parents use museums as a form of childcare. There were two rules. Don't lose anybody and meet mom and dad at the African elephants at 530 when the museum closes. Those totally unsupervised days running through the halls of the museum were full of adventure and exploration. And that's how I feel when I'm studying venom. It's a scientific adventure. We're boldly exploring this entity that connects nature and humanity. Another reason that I'm obsessed with venom is because of its duality. When you inject the components of a venom arsenal into an organism, it can kill or it can cure. Are there other things that I would like to use venom to attack? For sure. And one of those is cancer. Cancer tumors are cells. And like all cells, they communicate with themselves and their environments around them. So we would like to find venom components that are very good at disrupting how the tumor cells communicate. In my lab, we study cancer as a channelopathy. What this means is basically we're looking for venom components that will target channels that are overexpressed in tumor cells versus normal cells. The cancer that we're most focused on right now is liver cancer. And that's because. Since the 1980s, the death rate of liver cancer has doubled, and it's an emerging threat in the U.S. In a screen in which we had cervical, neuroblastoma, prostate, and liver cancer cells, we found a compound from a terebrid snail that seems to attack liver cancer cells and only liver cancer cells, and none of the others that were tested. And then when we took this compound and we injected it into mouse models that were expressing liver cancer cells, It significantly inhibited the growth of the tumors. We're not quite sure how this works yet. We're still investigating the mechanism and how we can make this compound more effective. So you can't rush out to the pharmacy and order up a killer snail liver cancer therapy treatment. Not yet. (laughs) Um, Basically, what we think is happening is that the compound is blocking a specific channel, prohibiting the transmission of a specific chemical that leads to downstream signaling to, that enables the tumor to multiply and draw blood to itself. What we're doing to, in studying the components of venom to find treatments for human diseases and disorders is not new. It's what we call natural products drug discovery, and it's been happening for centuries and in cultures all over the world. Venoms are not only giving us cool new compounds, but they're also giving us new ways of thinking about how we treat human diseases and disorders. And I'll give you three examples. The first is from Killer snails, of course. And so the first drug from these snails that is on the market is called Zyconotide or Prealt. And it's used to treat chronic pain in HIV and cancer patients. Prealt is a non-addictive pain therapy. Three magic words when you think about how we're treating pain currently. We're using things that have a huge cost of addiction. So think of morphine or think of any of your favorite opioid out there. What the snails have done is they've shown us a way to treat pain without the addiction, which is huge. The next example comes from the Brazilian pit viper. From these snakes, we've derived a compound called captopril. Captopril is used to treat high blood pressure. And captopril is a breakthrough drug, but not only in and of itself, But because it advanced the whole class of drugs, what we know as ACE inhibitors, which are the most commonly described for treating hypertension and heart failure. The last example is from the Gila monster. And this is a really exciting example of understanding the ecology of these organisms and pairing it with efficient drug discovery. And Gila monsters are binge eaters. So when they bite into a large meal, they release things in their venom that lowers blood sugar. So what's the drug that you think we found from the Gila monster? A compound that is used to lower the blood sugar in diabetic patients. Now, these are three marvelous examples, but we've just scratched the surface. There's so much more venom out there for us to study. In fact, we think that 15% of all the animals on the planet are venomous. And I think this is a low estimate, given the fact that we haven't surveyed all the animals on the planet. But nature seems to have found something that she likes and she's repeated it over and over and over again, leading to the vast array of animals that we see around us and all throughout the tree of life. So whether we're talking about, my faith, killer snails or jellyfish or the larvae of butterflies and moths or platypus or slow lorises, whether by sea, land or air, you're sure to encounter a venomous creature. Remember when I told you that venom can be both a superhero and a supervillain, and you doubted me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're in a race to harness all of this venom goodness before we lose the vast majority of animals on our planet. It's a holistic process. You can't have the therapeutic treatments without having the animals, and you can't have the animals without having their ecosystems. So for me and the snails, what it means is we have to save the oceans. And because venomous animals are found everywhere, we basically have to save the planet. So do it for the venomous animals if you don't want to do it for yourself. And who knows? Someday, snail venom might just save your life. Thank you.
1: You're growing a business and you can't afford to slow down.